0: uh thanks a bunch for inviting me. I'm honored. I'm like, man, one of these spots, top twenty black podcast. Listen to. I'm like, yeah, they on season five, baby. That's right. They got the whole the whole cabinet of seasoning now, baby. Season five. I'm telling, you, this is awesome. Yeah, season five. I have to say, it all in one sentence, it's a quiet kid that found his confidence. Welcome to season five of Black Family Table
1: Talk. We are your hosts, Tony and Tony. Our hope is that we create a safe place to sit down to discuss ways to build a strong Black family.
2: Whether it's parenting, relationship building, health, finances, or advocacy, Black Family Table Talk is the voice for Black families. This season is brought to you by ABTF Travels. Join us for an epic adventure of a lifetime as we host an official delegation of artists and art enthusiasts in Ghana, West Africa. Please refer to our products page, blackfamilytabletalk.com forward slash products for more information. Yeah, are so excited to have you. You are the young brother that's doing a darn thing. I... I am so impressed with your background. You're very accomplished, and you're from Bmore.
0: Yeah, that's right. All right,
2: all right. Represent in the house.
1: Represent.
2: Well, we're um, we're gonna get right into it. I-, I just want you to tell me your story. How did you get to be Dominique Brightman? <laughs> Becoming Dominique Brightman. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, maybe I should spoof myself over the Michelle Obama books as she said becoming her twice. I'm like, oh, wait, stop! I' ain't gonna do that. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it's it's what I could say. I have to say it all in one sentence: it's a quiet kid that found his confidence, mm. and because the thing was growing up, that came from having two wonderful parents. My both both my parents they. We're big on education. My father, especially because he dropped out of high school because he (laughs) actually was drafted to serve for serve the Country in World War II and in the Korea War and because he wanted to feel important as well. So even though he didn't get his chance to fly a plane, he jumped out of (laughs) him because he was an 82nd Airborne Division paratrooper who had two combat jumps of World War II and served about a good 12 years total in the... U.S. Army. My mother, she was also big on education because she loved books. She loved going to school. She got her master's degree in psychology, and she was always the go-to gal, especially growing up in South Carolina. Like, like, yeah, take it to take it to Ella. Go ahead and take it to her. She knows stuff, and she was even my first ever. I consider her my first ever public speaking coach because that with with a good family when both the mom and the dad are there. The mom is always going to be the first teacher because I mean, Hey, you came out the womb. I mean, they're going to nurture you. At least that's what they're supposed to. (laughs) Some people somehow forget that part, which I still don't understand. But hey, she remembered that part. She became my first teacher. Helped me to get that really just to help me to really become a great communicator, a great speaker. And of course, I've gained a bunch of other teachers along the way. Through college years, and especially after college, and heck, even, funny enough, during college, my penultimate semester, that was an interesting semester, indeed, where I would deal with a couple setbacks, a few setbacks, actually, because it was up until that point, back in the year 2012, where we thought that the world was going to end, but all that really happened is that we lost Twinkies for a month. (laughs) (laughs)
1: well i I can say you you most definitely have the voice I mean for radio for t v for speaking engagements um is that something you, you worked on or it just comes natural? How did you develop the voice and when did you find your voice
0: uh both that's actually a good question, both because uh, the voice that happened around when I turned sixteen when my youth director uh let's see miss stacy Ben out in the baltimore maryland area at the bump ride baptist church she called me to do a narration for a christmas play and folks were like who the heck is that on the mic oh just a little of me, just waving high in the corner to be like hey how you doing it's me and they're like wow like you should really be doing this full time like narrating some audiobooks and just getting that one position that one part and then a couple years later doing a doing the role of Jesus where I basically had to remember a whole bunch of lines. I'm not sure I'll be able to do that same role again with the same amount of vigor because I didn't have as much in the head back then. (laughs) And it was a long role and they record a big production, everything. And just those two roles helped me to really sharpen up my skills and really use my gifts and use the voice that God has given me. And after that, joining Toastmasters back in 2013, helped me to develop and become become more of a corporate communicator and even develop my humor as a result. Because if you can make people laugh, you can make them buy. And people love people that can make them laugh because we're going through hard times. And this was even before the pandemic. And now that we're in the times we're trying to get out of it and hopefully at the tail end of this darn thing, like people still want to have that lighthearted sense of humor every now and then just to lighten the load a little bit. And that's really kind of how it happened with the public speaking.
2: What did you see come to the horizon in your journey? And you said, you know what, I think I can fix that. Or I think I can offer uh, my gifts to the community and to the world.
0: Sure thing. So the first rule success is usually showing up. And then the follow up rule that a lot of people don't even think about is contributing. When you show up to a place like, hey, I'm here. What's up, folks? And then you have to actually contribute as well, because especially in volunteer organizations. Heck, even <laughs> sometimes I cook out some family gathered, you know, uh, sometimes, the you know, if you show up too early, you're part of the help, you stay too late, you're also part of the help. <laughs> and then you realize, oh, yeah, so this is the contributing piece. But at the same time, it gives you a chance to connect with other people. And that's one of the biggest solutions to the problems that we have is a lack of connecting with other people. Because actually, um, a buddy of mine, he was having a book sign. He came all the way from Texas, uh, Chip Baker, and he did this wonderful book called The Impact of Influence with 16 other brothers across the country, sharing their stories of how they were able to make a positive influence in their communities because someone else did it for them. And that's the thing. Like, if you help somebody else up, and they have a good heart and they actually are responsive and are receptive to the message that you're giving them, they too will in turn continue that chain of positivity, that chain of gratitude, that generational positivity, that generational building. So that way, even if it may be a small thing, it can amount to a greater thing because one soul can affect a million. And the thing is with that, it led to Maybe becoming an author and a podcast host, so that way the wonderful chain of networking, a chain of building, and positivity can happen, and especially being open to new perspectives and learning from different people, and then taking it back to those that you love the most. Because at the end of the heck, even Camillionaire have listened to one of his interviews, a rap star Camillionaire who. Some may say was a one hit wonder, but all in all, he was actually in Silicon Valley and networking with all these other businesses, investing in other tech companies in the background, learning from other people, making investments because he was being a chameleon, metaphorically speaking, going into different rooms, learning from different people, learning, seeing what they're doing to helping them prosper in life and then adding it to their own life. And that's the thing about today is that we have so much access to all this great technology And if you put into practice in your own life, that's the other thing, too. When being a problem solver is someone who likes to finish what they start. And if you're going to finish what you start, you have to be committed to what you're doing. And when you're committed to what you're doing, you have to realize, wait a second, like I can fix this problem here, but it's going to take some action. So always take action as a result. And that action is to invest in other people, invest in yourself and continue to invest in other people and in yourself and making sure that you get things done. And then if people are willing and open to the message, sharing it with them. So that's really kind of how that really came to be.
1: Very good. I, I was just thinking about my, my childhood uh, coming up and not really having the confidence to be a public speaker, you know, due to speech impediment, uh, fear, fear of being smart, fear of being laughed at. And you talked about technology, and our children today are glued to their devices, smartphones, iPads, laptops. They don't really have a lot of opportunities, at least I don't see, to do public speaking. And presentation is everything. So what advice would you give youngsters today and honing that skill of becoming a public speaker? How do they become one for one? To help them get the confidence to get out there and put those devices down and and become a public speaker.
0: So, the beautiful thing is that the opportunities may be few in terms of face to face and physical spaces, but the opportunity is still huge in the virtual sense of everyone has the opportunity to have a stage. Even for free, if you have a Facebook account, heck, even if you have an Instagram account, <laughs> if you have a social media account, you can use the power of your phone for something good and for something better. Um, one one buddy of mine, um, like when you hear him speak probably about a couple of years ago, he probably didn't sound as confident as he does now. And to help him get himself over that issue, he basically got on Facebook Live every day for a year. And he basically at least gave at least one minute of motivation. Heck, even sometimes even went up to five minutes. And he kept getting better as he went along. And when the George Floyd situation happened last year, and since he had a white wife and everything, he decided to give his perspective from both ends of saying, hey, like, hey, I, I may be married to this person here and I may have some white friends. But what we're trying to say is like, hey, this is even this is just one of the occurrences that was gruesome enough to be recorded and make the world mad. Like this is something that's been going on for generations, like hundreds. And we're still going through it. It's just that this one moment in particular was so darn gruesome enough that it actually reached the world stage. And that was his most popular video because he got the progress. He got the reps in, like those reps and sets, like a bodybuilder. You got to get those reps and sets in and continuously work on your craft and always delivering spots. Heck, even public speaking. This is public speaking now, one-on-one conversation. In this case, a two-on-one conversation in a way where we're just having a great Chatting a great interview, great dialogue, and just me just answering your question to the best of my ability. And that's really one of the things on how someone can become a public speaker nowadays is like, hey, you're on the phone all day, might as well use it to hopefully get some money back in your account. Because like another guy, a show I was on, he mentioned how told to his dogs like, hey, you got a basically a million-dollar machine in your phone nowadays. So basically using what you have to get better and eventually get things as you go along, because Heck, even like in the black community, like we we spend money on a lot of things, to entertain us, a lot of things to help us cope because we go through a lot of struggles on the daily mental, spiritual and physical struggles on the daily, like hidden from all three different angles and probably even the angles I'm probably not even thinking of. And we need to cope. But at the same time, it's great to cope, but also make yourself a champion, too, and figure out a way to pivot and use your devices no matter what the situation. Another thing, too, you have to be comfortable with silence as a speaker because not only are pauses great, so that way the thought can sink in, but also there may be pauses when you're going on video and nobody says anything, people are going to be watching you no matter what I like. I still get comments from people who don't like any of my posts at all on social media. And they say, Hey, I'll see what you're doing. I appreciate what you're doing. You're doing great stuff. Keep it up. It's like, Hey, could you like share it every now and then on social media? And it's like, you, you, you never know who's watching. So always keep that confidence too, when you're going along the road, heck even building a business, becoming a public speaker, because if you're living and breathing, You need encouragement, especially that person in the mirror.
2: You know, I think the real pivotal question is, why should you be a good public speaker? You know, sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to be a public speaker. That's not what what I'm into. But at the end of the day... You always have to have good presentation skills. And I think that's what's key because I'm in the entertainment and, and theater business and um, as well as, of course, a podcast it was years, years, years ago. And I owned a franchise called Drama Kids and our the slogan that um, it was like a tagline from the stage to the board, you have to be able to speak up. And act up. Our focus was on building confidence on public speaking. And we have four children. All four of those children's of, children, of course, they were forced to take classes two, maybe three times a week, especially when we were trying to get kids in the classroom because we wanted the classrooms to look full. <laughs> I tell you, my kids are in their 20s now, and all of them come back and say, you know, my drama kids. Drama kids was amazing. You know, that helped give me confidence and help me to speak. And none of them are in the acting business. None of them. And they need those skills to to be able. But you, you get, give us some formulas for success. And, you know, this is Black Family Table Talk. So what we're trying to do is help families be stronger. So why is it important to speak well?
0: It's all good. You're definitely right. It's important to become a good speaker because when you're good enough at something and you get enough attention, even in your workplace, especially if you set yourself apart, people are going to eventually want you to speak. Heck, even remember when I was going for my first promotion after college, public speaking was one of the things that set myself apart because they had a new higher orientation. And lucky enough, I joined Toastmasters about a good three or so months before then. And when one of the presenters found out that I was a Toastmaster, because I told her, she found us as a great opportunity to see herself out the door because she was so introverted. She communicated speaking in front of folks during the training that I ended up being the next trainer the next time did a new higher orientation. And that was because I was working on my craft at the time and had all that wonderful experience, like drama kids, like, Tony, I congratulate and I congratulate and honor you for that because that you gave the kids that advantage, especially like mathematicians and those in the technical fields and things that require a higher level of thinking. Like if you're able to communicate your message and you're speaking on things that people have no, it it may be clear, it may be clear as water to them, but clear as mud to probably 98% of the world. If you can help bridge that gap and make it as clear as water as possible, close to that 50%, you are gonna make yourself twice as valuable because you can actually communicate and connect. That's the other thing too. We all communicate like 24-7 a day, to be honest. Twenty like we're all communicating 24-7 a day, whether it's through text, through emails, through like even this medium, face to face with the speaking. Heck, even our dreams are communicating. Like <laughs> my my mom still calls me almost every day about the dreams she has and how they actually were messages. Like we're communicating and being communicated to 24 7. And the connecting piece is when you can actually touch another person and they can actually understand you. Cause one of my favorite quotes of all time from a preacher named Mike Murdoch is that when you are sick and tired of hearing your message, you're just them beginning to get it. And when your people are sick and tired of hearing you say something, they're just them beginning to get it because you're not getting it when you're not doing it, when you're not living it. And that comes with repetition and repetition is the mother of skills. So being able to communicate using stories, using illustrations, when you're communicating with other people in emails, like it, emojis are great, but they're not always required. That's true. That
2: is so true. So give give us some, you gave us a couple of keys, but you say you have uh stay the course, the elite performer, seven secret keys to success, sustainable success. Give us those and how'd you come up with them?
0: I'm uh, Sure thing. So I'll just give you the magical five to not overflood the conversation and, and not make people lose their freaking <laughs> minds. Like, oh, my mind's blown. Where do I start? <laughs> the major five keys, I like to put in an acronym called MITCH, I-M-I-T-C-H. So the M stands for mental awareness, being aware of your mind. The I is influence awareness, being aware of what's around you that's influencing you, the things you watch, the things that you hear, the things that you see being aware of those that that are influencing, heck, even the people, your relationships. The T is for time awareness, being aware of how much time you have. There's a reason why it's time awareness and not time management, because when you think deeply about it enough, you can't manage time. We all get the same amount, 168 hours a week. And what did you do in those hours is what's going to determine your future. Then there's the C, which is connection awareness. Kind of similar to what I mentioned earlier in the conversation about connecting with other wonderful humans. Is that, are you aware of the wonderful people that you're connecting with? Is your Wi-Fi signal out there for people to really know what you're doing, get to know you better? And the H to put the thumb on everything is habit awareness, being aware of your habits. Do you have habits that'll build you up for a successful future or are your habits taking you slowly down or even quickly down to the grave faster than you need to be? And those five keys are all about awareness, the one theme of awareness, because When you're aware of something, that takes you to a higher level of something, kind of like being woke in a way. So those are the five keys in particular. So just to recap, the I, mental awareness, being aware of your mindset, having a positive, abundant mindset. And just as a reminder, it doesn't happen overnight. So it's something to work on daily. The I, the influence awareness, being aware of what's around you and what you take in. Like, are you educating yourself more than are you educating yourself more than entertaining, or is it vice versa, where you subscribe to three different channels and you're catching up with all the shows, wasting basically most of your life? It's all good to be entertained, but also do something that'll benefit your life and advance your life. And then the T, the time awareness. One activity that I've done a couple times before, some call it the 15-minute miracle, where you schedule your whole day out in 15-minute blocks and you try to put everything and schedule every single thing because you'll accomplish so much or you'll accomplish so little and it'll push you further to accomplish more because you're like man like oh wow it's kind of hard to do this like uh, i'm seeing all these uh 15 minute blocks and like i, I think i just want to sleep right now putting this thing together so that's just one activity to really add to the repertoire the c connection awareness one thing i have to say go Heck, even for a virtual networking event, that if you want to go to that, um, I recommend. And if you can probably put this in the show notes when I find the link to the um, serving circle, a guy named Tyson Sharp out in Australia, like during the pandemic, he's also a coach. He actually does this thing for heart centered business owners to connect with one another. And he, it's like usually every Tuesday evening, I think Eastern Standard Time. I think it's 7 p.m. every Tuesday where you can connect with people when you focus on how you can help the other person. Because if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll eventually get you want, as Zig Ziglar says. So connection awareness, connecting with other people, seeing I can connect with them, help them out. And then good karma will pay you back later in life. Heck, maybe even quicker than you expected. And the H for habit awareness, a good day starts the night before. So making sure that you try to at least give yourself at least a half an hour of no smartphone blue light in front of your face before you go to bed. So that way your eyes will thank you and you'll get a much better sleep.
2: No, that's perfect. It's really practical takeaway advice, which is, you know, kind of what we need. You know, we, we don't need to be bombarded with all of these, you know, complicated formulas. What I what I find is that some people are grinding dyers. This is what I, I call a grind and die lifestyle. So they grind, 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 and then they die. And then you have other people who are the opposite, where they're just like just not accomplishing anything, just the bare minimum. And I think that it's important. You talked about being woke, and I and I see that as awareness. You said awareness too. I see that as awareness, just people being aware. Of the design of their lives, like you design your life. That's my daughter's slogan. She designs her life. I love as an architect. She that's her tagline for her business, and I love that. It was, and I, she got a tattoo. And I was like, oh gosh, here we go. (laughs) But then we looked at it and it says, she designs her life. And I was like, I love that. And I think that that's what awareness really is. Not to fit into some cookie cutter uh, lifestyle or, um, you know, listen to this person because they're trending or they're popular or to do this, but to figure out what are your God given gifts and then... Capitalize on them, and that you know truly—that's what I encourage everybody to do. Just being aware, self-aware, and that Mitch acronym is just perfect. I love this. This is so good. Good stuff.
1: Good stuff. Very good stuff, Don. Very good stuff. Woo-hoo. I know we we pressing up on time. I saw, I'm very impressed with your background. Just speak a little bit about John Maxwell. Everyone knows him as a guru in leadership.
0: John Maxwell, leadership guru. He's the world's number one leadership authority to multiple business magazines because he actually, I believe he's 75 now, he's been teaching and studying and living out the one word of leadership for the past 40 plus years. He actually started off as a preacher out in a small church in Hillham, Indiana, and he went to I believe one or two other churches, one of the church, I believe was skyline church. And that became one of the top 10 growing churches in 1999 to 2000. And it was around that time where he decided he wants to make a bigger impact because heck even another tip I'll even drop for anyone looking to do something. And it's in a wonderful book called the category of one, where you focus on one word and you make that your one word focus, John Maxwell leadership. Uh, Mike Murdoch, a preacher, even though some may not like the way he does things, his one word is wisdom. My one word is advancement, advancing others to advance myself and focusing on that one word. And he decided to make himself an expert on leadership. And then this wonderful guy named Paul Martinelli um, gave him this idea of starting a John Maxwell team to help certify the people to carry his message out there. And he actually put his own money up to this Another thing, too, like a lot of people. Gave John that idea because not only was he teaching and preaching for all those years, he also penned 100 plus books. He he at least publishes at least a good three books a year minimum. And he, this guy, Paul, put up his own money because he believed in John and his dream. And now they're about a good, I'd say, close to, I'd say, 50,000 certified John Maxwell certified coaches, teachers and speakers around the globe because John thought his legacy was all of his books that he read, which are great. And I found his books in the library after in a meeting with my boss when she had to come down on me because I was screwing up in certain areas because the personal life was showing up in the professional life. And she said that folks are going to be looking to you as a leader because she had a whole bunch of new hires coming in. And my subconscious mind registered the word leader. And I found John Maxwell and his books and his teachings that allowed me to find Toastmasters. Then I met a couple of guys who actually were certified with John Maxwell. Then I was able to get my certification in 2019 because I was able to save enough magical money. And they were doing a discount to actually get down there to Florida, went down there for the weekend, got the experience. or like I could, could take on the world and just added it on to what I'm currently doing. And that's another thing, too. Certifications are wonderful, but don't let that be the end all be all. Before I joined the team, I had a couple of books penned to me. One of them became a bestseller. I was already speaking already had a podcast even after it like i can take on more speaking engagements and things like that because it's something more to offer people and that's really what it's really all about just adding genuine value to people adding more genuine value to people because every single person is valuable already that's kind of a love hate relationship I have with the word value because some people use that as a buzzword like hey I want to add value to your listeners like hey I want to add value to your business or whatever it's like okay I I can understand it but sometimes I hate it because like people are already valuable already they just have to find what their gift is unleash it unlock it work on their craft and polish it up so that way more folks can unwrap that gift
2: well you certainly added value to us to Day. Yes. Mom, um, how can people get in touch with you? Let us know what your books are. You talked about reading, investing in yourself, investing in your development. Tell us how people can reach out to you.
0: Well, before that, I just want to say thank you once again to both wonderful Tony Henson and the Tony. I'm telling you, Black Family <laughs> Table Talk. I'm grateful once again for the invitation. <laughs> And for those who want to keep up with all the stuff that I'm doing, head over to dombrightman.com. Everything is there on dombrightman.com. And there's even a free gift called the 21 Lessons Learned from Two Plus Years of Podcasting. If you want to start, grow, and manage a podcast of your own on dombrightman.com.
2: Wow, cool. That's Black Family what? Table Talk. That's what's up.
0: Thank you for
1: listening to this week's episode of Black Family Table Talk. We pray that you have gotten some tools to put into your strong black family toolbox. Be sure to visit our black owned business directory on our website at blackfamilytabletalk.com forward slash products where you can shop and recycle dollars back into our community.
2: You can also join our family. It's free to join and you won't miss out on special discounts and product offers reserved exclusively for you Black Family Table Talk subscribers. Tune in next time for more episodes of Black Family Table Talk and be sure to tell a friend. Under section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comments, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. The news and opinions expressed on Black Family Table Talk do not necessarily reflect various platform hosts. All topics are for entertainment purposes only. Discretion is strongly advised and all commentary is alleged. This is a Micah 6A Media LLC production.